Thanks a million for tuning in to Shoot the Breeze with Alexandre Marie. I'm your host, Alexandre Marie. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram at Alexandre Marie underscore talks. That's Alexandre, A L E X A N D R E Marie, M A R I E underscore talks, T A L K S, on Instagram as well as on Facebook. Shoot the Breeze with Alexandre Marie is a podcast for the people by the people. I want you guys to feel as if we're on the phone. As if we're just two friends, chilling, relaxing, getting to know one another. And when I have a guest on, just imagine it's another friend with us. It's not going to be crazy formal, though I will have certain distinguished guests, such as doctors, councilmen, councilwomen, But before they get on, I'm going to let them know it's okay to let your guard down. Please be sure to follow, subscribe, listen, download on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Dizzer, and more. Truth the Breeze with Alexandria Marie is on 18 major music and podcast platforms. For a list, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Alexandre hyphen Marie, or you can go on my Instagram, Alexandre Marie underscore talks, click highlights and actually see all 18 music and podcast platforms. Again, thanks a million for tuning in. I hope you like the show. Thank you for tuning in to Shoot the Breeze with Alexandria Marie, and I am your host, Alexandria Marie. Please be sure to follow me at Alexandria Marie underscore talks on Instagram. That's A L E X A N D R E M A R I E underscore talks on Instagram. In today's episode, I will be joined by a fellow Haitian queen. Born and raised in Newark, New Jersey, abstract artist, specialty custom apparel designer, art instructor, and more. The fabulous, amazing Miss Melissa of Maze Art. We will speak on her passion, entrepreneurship, and what it was like wanting to be an artist with a Haitian background. Uh, Some of you are probably listening and saying, why would that even matter? Well, if you're not aware, being of a Caribbean, especially Haitian background, parents usually want you to be one of two things, a nurse or a doctor. That's what they push for. That's what they want you to be. That's what they strive. That's what they drill in your head. I know because growing up, that's what my grandfather wanted me to be. He's like, I really want you to be a a doctor um, and just wanted me to love science and medicine. And I did. I loved science and I loved medicine, but the type of doctor he wanted me to be and 
the type of medicine I wanted to pursue were not one of the same. We will also discuss black community and more. So please stay tuned. Again, this is Shoot the Breeze with Alexandria Marie, and I am your host, Alexandria Marie. Remember, what we think, we become. Hello? Hello, Sakapet Nelisa. That's good, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's right. That's right. All right. Thank you and welcome for joining us today. Thank you. I'd like to say thank you so much for guys giving me the honor. Uh, definitely appreciate this. This is the first time for me doing this. Oh, really? Yes, girl. You just pop my little cherry. Oh, okay, okay. I'm glad. Oh my goodness. You didn't tell me this. I would have had such a bigger intro for you, girl. Oh, shoot. Yes, girl. This is new to me, but it's okay. Take it as it go. So it's okay. Of course. So for the people that don't speak Creole, um, Sakapet, I mean, for me, I've never really heard a real Haitian say Sakpase. You know what I'm saying? Really? We, we usually say Sakapet, Kijon, yeah, mm-hmm. like. Things like that. So it's just another way of saying, what's up, you guys? So I don't want you guys to get all lost in the sauce here. And I think a lot of people are so hip to that also. Like, everybody knows about that sacapet or uh, sapase. It's just it's just, just the norm, I guess, because it's like the first thing, like, oh, you you know, I'm Haitian. Oh, yeah, sacapase. I'm like, all right, okay. All right. <laughs> right? And they're yeah. just like. I've never, but we don't say that. We don't say sacapase because I guess too many people say it that we just are like, all right, we don't want to hear it anymore. That's just the norm for us right there. They just put that on us right there. Like, that's what us. <laughs> okay. So even though I gave a little intro before you got on, but why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and what do you do? Okay, well, uh, my name, all right, so let me break down my name. So my name is Maylisa. Um, some people know me as May, and then some people know me as Melissa. Uh, so I, by me being Haitian, my mother named me Maylisa, and I was also born in May, so that's why she named me Maylisa. But she messed up on my name. She spelled my name. She, <laughs> the way she did, the way she spelled my name was ridiculous, but she spelled it M-E-L-I-S-A. So on my birth certificate, mm-hmm. my name's like that. But growing up and being in America, you know, like mm-hmm. people, they automatically add the S themselves, you know. So automatically, right, call me right. Melissa right away. So it was like being young, I didn't know, so I just kept on going with it. But then, like as I really had the time, and I'm like, I asked my mother, like, and she gave me my birth certificate. And I'm like, yo, why is my name spe-? like just like why? And then that's when she gave me the explanation of why. I was like, really, really. So this whole time, <laughs> she never explained it to you. She just let it ride. Like, right. okay, that's the name. Exactly. So. <laughs> So I just been going with the name. So that's why I just was like, you know what? I just had to just call me May because I was also born in May and the May Lisa. And I just like May better um, just to be a little different. So that's where I put the M-A-E. It's like a little bit old school, but, you know, I feel like I got like old bone in me. So I kept it with the M-A-E mm-hmm. instead of doing the M-A-Y. So that's where um, my name actually came from. Um, but I am a painter and an artist. I've been painting since 2006. 
no, let me take that back. I'm sorry, I messed up. About 2009, I've been painting. Um, I've been painting since 2009, self-taught. Uh, I didn't go to school. I had actually went through a little situation at the time with my job. I had lost my job, and um, I was actually an assistant director. I was making some good money. And, you know, I had nice corn and everything. And I got laid off. And oh, getting laid off, yeah, I got laid off. And um, being laid off, like, uh, it really hit me hard. And I had to, have to go get some art supplies. Um, not art, I had to go get something for my mom. You know, like, you know, when the Haitians, when they do the little, uh, the, the little ribbons they put around, like, you know, like little souvenirs. I don't mm-hmm. think they went, but the old school back in the day with the First Communion stuff. So I mm-hmm. had to go get some stuff and I happened to see the art supplies that's on sale. So I was like, you know, let me just grab it. But I was like, let me just, you know, buy it. Ended up buying it, started painting. I was like, hmm, got more relaxing because at times I was so stressed out and I just started just painting and it just helped me out. And around that time too, I was also having a situation, living situation. So it was like all that played all together. And it just actually just started becoming something that I love. And then when I posted on Facebook, someone's like, how much is it? I was like, how much is what? And that's when I realized that people were like, yo, I want to buy your art. I'm like, what? Like, so then I realized, like, you know, I have a gift. Um, and I do mainly abstract art. So a lot of my artwork is abstract. So it's big, bright, bold colors. I use um, a lot of shapes and sizes, a lot of glitter. I love glitter. And I also work with resin. Um, people don't know what resin is. Resin is basically a material that you put on onto the canvas, and it makes it really shiny. And it gives it like a glass look to it. So that's actually one of my little specialties I've been working with. I love doing. Um, yeah. So being an artist. Wow. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I mean, looking at your art, you wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought of that. I would have thought, okay, this is something she's been doing since, you know, maybe grew real young. She was about to say, oh, I loved coloring, coloring books since I was young. I, I thought, I thought this was going to be it. Uh-huh. So this is why I'm, I'm, always asking everybody like okay tell us a little bit about yourself because i mean your art is bomb girl you Thank wouldn't you. have thought that you just picked this up like 10 years ago yeah yeah and it's like you know like being young i was in school uh in school i did my little doodling you know little coloring thing but it wasn't like i want to do this this is what i want to do you know like so it wasn't still mm-hmm. like something i paid attention to but i know i did it but it was like oh, whatever. And now it's like, it's a, it's a blessing. It's definitely a blessing. Um, I could definitely say that. And I'm happy to be able to realize and recognize that. <clears throat> that God gave me wow. that ability to see that. Yeah. Man, my next question was going to be, how was it growing up in a Haitian household? <laughs> and did they support that passion? <laughs> no. Well, even like as when I started getting into the art and um, mm-hmm. you know, my mother came to my house one time and she was like, why you got all those, all these, put them at the table aisle. <laughs> and, and I'm like, what? And she's like, you, she's like, where do you get all these canvases from? And I'm like, they're mine. She was like, what? To me, and I was like, I, I did them. She was like, really? I was like, yeah. So she was like, okay, all right. But then at times when you do doing art, you don't sell. Sometimes you got, I have a good month, I can sell some good paintings, and sometimes I don't sell nothing. So at times she saw some of the paintings were around. She's like, you need to just let this go. I'm like, you're wasting your time. You know, um, yeah, okay, so okay, there it is, there mm-hmm. it is. Man, I see him, man, yeah. I see him. Yeah, why come back at you? I don't want to buy a tab, look in, I'm buying a Jordan, I'm Jordan. Right, it's always about money, everything. 
I'm telling you, it's like no, bro. I don't live for life in that thing. Yeah, what I'm born, my God, came with born midget. I'm like, bro, that's what I want. But basically, more, you know, people probably wonder like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, she's saying, how come I didn't go to school, become a nurse, and you know, doing this type of artwork? Like, you're not making money. Like, you're wasting your time. This is nothing. And it, those are times that it got this. She gave me a little discouraging moments. Um, to hear that, you know, and you also have people outside that will also say things to you too. That's also discouraging too. You. Um, it's just exactly. they feel allowed to just get to you, you know. I had times that people just straight just, just, just said some mean, effed up shit about my art, and I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> so I'm right? I to like, you know, I, I'm I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit, you know. Um, but then exactly. at times, but at times you have to realize like it's not everybody's opinion really matters. Like who cares? And art is like beauty. It's in the eye of the beholder. Exactly. I mean, people sitting here spending a thousand dollars or thousands of dollars on a white canvas with a red dot. What, the, like, mm-hmm. what am I looking at? Because I'm got it out. What am I looking at here? Exactly. And it's all, I guess, based on how the person marketed and put it out there. Of course. Them. But can you name uh, three artists or pieces of art that kind of drove your passion even if it was about 10 years ago like can you remember um i could say one one thing that actually had really pushed me was um when i met uh megan good i met megan good and i had a painting and i created it and she was coming in town in jersey and i was like i want to give this painting to her like i want to be able to meet her i want to be able to get opportunity to just you know show her this painting and meet with her and i had a chance to actually meet with her and i did but there was this guy that was there that was being so rude so like he was so like treating me like I was some type of groupie, really, you know. Mm-hmm. And she realized, she was like, "Wait a second. She was like, "Stop, no." She's like, "You need to stop." She was like, "No, leave her alone." She's like, "Come here, come here." And she she just was like, "Listen to me, everything." She found love with my paintings, and she had also reached out to me afterwards to we exchange information, and everything. And then she reached out to let me know that she still had the painting in her home. Uh, she loved it so dearly, and just to see that, like you know. It was an opportunity that I was looking just to get myself out there, someone to see me, and she's seen it. But she still pushed me where someone else on the side was just like the devil in my ear, just being so, so like pushing me down just to be like, you know what, forget it, man. I can't even do this. Like, forget it, forget it. And it was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment that, and something that I will always remember and cherish and just always keep me pushing to go hard. You know, so. There's, there's always angels out there, you know, and, and it's just, it's, I don't understand why someone feels as though they need to push someone down because they're not where they need to be in life mm-hmm. that's just where that ugliness comes from you know and also, it's all jealousy that's it and it's also harder to being a female in the industry, right right you know so being a female in the industry you also got to remember like guys on mac looking at you like you're probably a groupie or something and instead you trying to come up with your you trying to show who i what am i doing who i am i'm a i'm a business person i stand for my brand you know and being an artist also, I had to come across a lot of that too. I have to stand my ground to let let the guy know that I'm an artist and you're gonna respect me. You know, so that's another thing too, becoming being an artist. You will come across those being a female artist. You come across mm-hmm. those guys or people who just, you know, think that you don't know nothing or mistreat you or take advantage of your of your ability that you have. No, historically there have been more male artists. Exactly. Where it's but... it's a more male dominating field that you see exactly you know? so women coming in is like we're rare we're raw we're like you know uh, you know and, and we're lioness 
walking into that. And mm-hmm. once again, me being an abstract artist, my art is different. So I don't do, I don't actually sit there and paint a person. You know, I, I deal with colors and, and different forms of shapes and size and just real big and bold. And I also do, uh, I, I do murals. So I like to paint on walls. I like big walls. I like painting on big areas where it helps me and it captures me. Like that's my therapy. So that's right. like, that's Hold on to that. Mm-hmm. So being an abstract artist, you know, some people are like, I don't get it. What is that? You know, so you get that people are like, wait, wait, what is that supposed to be? And I'm like, it's, you know, when I get the breakdown of showing someone the, the information about it, they're looking at me like, another thing. That's another thing I'm trying to say. Like, being an abstract artist, you got to stay strong. Stay of course. Strong and you could be like, it is what you want it to be. Why are you asking me? When I painted this, yes, I had a vision. But again, art is in the eye of the beholder. There's going to be 10 different people that's mm-hmm. going to say 10 different things. Why don't you look at my art and you tell me what you think it is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you people these days. Ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. So, in your opinion, what role does artists have in society? They have a lot of roles. If you think about it, uh, artists have a lot of roles in life. That's down to everyday living as the your phone, the structure, uh, an artist designed it, down to your cup, an artist designed it, your sneakers, an artist designed it, uh, you know, the billboards that you see outside, an artist designed it, you know, everything is what an artist designed it that we play a very big role in life, you know, where a lot of people probably just don't pay attention to what we do. Um, so art is everything. Yeah, because they're cutting budgets. Mm-hmm. for art yeah and i grew up playing so many different instruments and drama club and all that and the way they're slashing budgets for art is ridiculous it's and there's a lot of schools that don't even offer art you know mm-hmm. there's kids who don't even know about art you know um i also teach um after school art class so I work well, really? kids, where? You know, tell us tell us where <laughs> and uh in newark there's a charter school in newark uh that i was going on 18th street on 18th Avenue, excuse me, and I was at the charter school with kids, and I had elementary kids, so their age was from age 9 to like 13 that I had up, um, and the kids, they were they were cool, but it was after school, so they were like, we don't get this, why we don't get art during the daytime, like, this is not fair, like, and it's not even long enough, and it's because of the fact that it's in Newark, the art class couldn't go longer because the kids can't be out late at night because it's Newark. You know, so for the safety measures, you mm-hmm. we had to shorten up the art class where I wish I could just work longer with them, but it wasn't able to um, to provide that. And that's something that the education system I realized that they kind of lack in. Um, some schools they do tend they do they do tend to it, you know. But there's some schools they don't care at all for art for kids. Wow. Yeah. Education system. Do you still do that anywhere or are you looking to do that with the school? Cause honey, this is the time. Speak up to the listeners. Like if, hello. Uh, you are absolutely right. No, definitely I love, um, you know, once again, I'm self-taught. So I, it was through another person who knew me and got me into the school. And, but I'm open to do after school programs where I actually want to work on some things right now. Actually, I'm working on some things now to be able to assist more with the community, giving back more. Um, anything gives back with kids. I do face painting also. So I do like kids' parties, face painting. I also do uh, sip and paints. I do crazy mm-hmm. paints. So people who don't drink, um, you know, so just doing that, uh, I'm very open with the art. Really. 
get myself out there. The more exposure, the better. I'm open for challenges, you know. Definitely open for challenges. But giving back to the community and working with the community is my, one of my biggest ambitions. Something I really love and will always want to do. Giving back. That's good. Not many artists uh, want to do that. You know, not even in their coming up phase. In the coming up phase, it's all still about money, 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 money. Yeah, and when they get money, they don't even care about where they came from and all the people that supported them. It's not cheap, you know, as with as painting art. You know, I can't speak for other artists, but for it, being an artist is not cheap. You know, the materials, the time, really the materials is expensive. The amount of money you spend to just create that one painting, you get the money back, but then it's like, oh, gotta go buy more supplies. You know, so it's like, damn. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, it's it's pricey, but it's really all about what you want to do with it, brother. You know, other artists, I know I have collab with other artists in Newark who, um, his name is Roland, actually, and he's really good with the community. He works also with Newark, and he does a lot of events with his, where he actually had me come on board. We also did something with, uh, my God, what was that? Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, it was just on the tip of my tongue. Boy Scouts? It was Girl Scouts. There you go. We did an event with Girl mm -hmm. Scouts during the summertime, and we had a new, it was a News 12, sorry. It was News 12 that came out, and we did something with, you know, with girls, uh, giving back with the community, but we were painting with the schoolyard, uh, and was painting the, the school murals. And um, it's all about, like I said, him, what he's doing, he, he actually more influenced me more, too, um, working with the community, with the kids doing that. That's why it's a very big thing. But if you can go on and, and do something with it, it's a blessing that you're helping others in life because a lot of kids don't have this life or this opportunity to just know about art or right. understand art because there's kids who have single parents. There's kids who don't have a parent. And there's kids who have people that don't even care for it. You know, um, art is a getaway for me. I think art is a beautiful, big therapy for anybody. It's very therapeutic. It's really mindset. It is. You know, you have to really have patience to do art. Okay. I mean, statistics shows introducing art to children actually boosts not only their confidence, but their IQ. So it's very hard and disheartening to hear when administration and government are cutting funds. Because as you've been mentioning, and I'm a firm believer of art, any type of art is therapeutic whether it's singing, writing, drawing, painting, sculpturing, anything that causes you, you know, instrumental work, just causes you to focus, right? And keep your mind wandering off of other things is a plus. Mm -hmm. Yet they're just cutting it left and right, you know? And, and that's something I just don't understand. I really don't mm -hmm. get the education system. I really don't get it. I don't even, everything is just backwards in this world. I don't get it. Didn't get it. I thought that kids were supposed to go to school to, to build and to learn and to be better. Um, that's the whole concept. But they're taking and cutting and pulling. Like, what yeah. are you really leaving them to? You know, like uh, the killings and the, the, the shootings in the schools. Like, what is going on? I don't know. But you know what? They're, they don't care. The only thing they care about is test scores. That's it. Yeah. And let me tell you, I have a 15 year old daughter, right? Mm -hmm. And for a good six, seven years, whenever there was state testing, I told them she's not taking it. They're like, oh, is it against your religion? And I'm like, yeah, you know what religion it's against? 
you're not using my daughter for funding for your school. She's not taking it. She's not taking those tests. That's it. That's it. I mean, now she's older. She's like, Mom, I don't want you to come into the school. Let me just, I'll just take the test. I'll just take it. I'll just take it. I was like, you know what? Whatever. You do you. Because now you're 15. You could make that decision for yourself. But understand why I didn't want you to take those tests. They don't do anything. Mm. You don't learn anything. You sit there for 10, for what? Six, five months, five, six months. And all they are doing is teaching you how to pass a test. They are not teaching you anything else. They don't even try to teach you life skills anymore in these schools. Yeah. Girl, don't get me started, okay? That sounds like that needs to be a next uh, next topic for the next uh, podcast. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, mental note. Definitely. You know, is testing it's, is really that serious. It is not. It definitely isn't. Now, um, if you could go back in time, what would you tell your ten-year-old uh, self? What would you have thought? I'm going to be an artist. Yeah, yeah. at least when I was ten. Like <laughs> ten years, if I had the mindset that I have now, and all the things I have learned and realized I came across, I would be oh, lit, good. You know, I would do. I would follow my structure. I would follow my path the proper way, a structured way. I was doing it the right way, you know, but mm -hmm. I learned from my lessons um, that actually was like, dang, if I had just did this way, if I had got out of school, went straight to, you know, art school, went to art, art school, got caught up with a good big old client company working with, making buku money, just doing what I love, and that's art, you know, and it could be art in any different type of way, I could be learning new trades, and different skills, who knows, you know, so... And that's something I was like, hey, I know if I had this is what I really wanted to be at the time, yeah. But growing up in a Haitian household, you mm -hmm. know, you have different pale, things. Pale, dio, yes, dio, you, no. know, you have different <laughs> things being pushed down your throat. Like, no, you need to go to school to nurse so you can have something in your hands so you know what you're doing in life. You know, like, <laughs> no, you need to be a doctor. You need to, da, da, da. you need to, it's like, there's nothing, they don't, nothing is based around our talents. Nothing is, exactly. our talents are not, our talents are overlooked. You know, our talents is more like career and this is what you need to do. And you don't even, it's kind of in a way like you really, we can't really blame our parents because they know that they had to come into America and it had to be a survival of this. And they know that they had to roll up their belt and get on and, and get a good job, make money, get a house, take care of the kids, send the kids to school and, you know, collect their, their, their uh, retirement money and go back to Haiti. Like that's mm -hmm. a, a typical true Haitian parent goal you know and that's the same thing that they want to push on to their kids to do the same thing and i think that's just the american dream or whatever but you just Not know, my like, yeah it's like no you need to go she to ain't going back oh your mother ain't going back girl my mother like mm -mm. my mother got a house she was like you can send me right to my house she was like if i get to the point that i need you know it feel you feel to the point that you can't take care of me no more don't put me in no nursing home send me back to my country oh Oh yeah, no, no, no. My mom, my mom's like, I got four kids. One of y'all taking me. Four of y'all, one of y'all taking me. But she's like, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going back. I mean, she came here when she was like 21, and also this is basically. Oh yeah, this is really like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my mother came to America um, since 1980. 
So she came to America in 1980. So she's still like, mm -mm. she go to Haiti every other year. Every other year. She has her house out there. She don't care what's going on out there. Boop, she's still going. She went. Like, I was fine. She's all right. Fine, we got my hammer. I'm good. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Oh, you know how them Haitians mother yeah, are, right. yo. Ain't yeah. nobody touching them. They, <laughs> they mm -hmm. not be. My mom is 4'11". You don't care, man. Yeah, oh, I think they're the same height. Then. They're the same height. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe the short ones. They little as hell, man. Right. Little hot peppers. Mm -mm. My mom, what she, what she always say? Man, I'm trying to translate this for you guys, but basically, she got angels left and right. She could walk in the middle of the street, eyes closed, she'd be good. That's what she always says. Mm -hmm. being, but it's like, you know, their, their faith is strong. So, I have one thing I could definitely say our culture's faith is very strong. Mm -hmm. Very, very strong. So, uh, tell me something that people seem to misunderstand about you. Um, I think it might be, uh, my uh very outspoken um mm -hmm. i'm outspoken if i had to say something i'll say it uh at times some person might think i'm being too too rough or too too uh how to say straightforward my straightforwardness throws people off a little bit you know but mm -hmm. it's, it's no there's no ill behind it it's just who i am it's my personality um may me melissa melissa it's just, ha, here I am. How you doing? You know, that's my personality. Uh, and my boyfriend was saying, he's like, you know, I'm just getting used to all your personalities. <laughs> it's like, and I'm an artist. And I guess like when they say artists, you know, we, our mindsets, our mind frame is completely beyond, mm -hmm. you know, so sometimes certain conversations stuff, some people might get turned off by it, not meaning to. But hmm. I'm trying to think if that's a, uh... Maybe that's just a Haitian woman thing. Yeah, that could be that too. Yeah, you know what? Sure. Now you said it. Yeah. Uh, maybe it is, or not just Haitian, but just Caribbean women in general. You know, we we just. I'm not taking anything away from African Americans. Don't get me wrong; they're just as strong. But I think Caribbean women not only do we have this like strength, but we just look like if you come near us the wrong way, we're just gonna smack you. Yeah, That's not, like... don't, 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 don't do it to yourself. Like my face alone, just tell you, don't even step a couple of feet next to me. Like I'm, I'm already showing you. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe it's a Caribbean thing. Because my mother just growing up, I grew up with a single mom, so I had mm -hmm. to see her, here. you know, standing up for me and my little brother. So my mommy's always, you know, if anytime we was out in public, someone stepped up to her. My mother, I never seen her back down. Nope. Cross mm -hmm. her different respectful. Like she's standing up for herself, her 4'11 self. Yes. And standing up for herself. So, and just growing up seeing the same thing, you know, it's like speak your mind. Something's wrong or something you don't feel right or don't make sense to you, mm -hmm. speak your mind. Mm -hmm. not my, well, speak your mind, just not to elders, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or you can do it respectfully, like, buddy. Listen. Yeah. Bob living Bob living though, no, like I ain't come here to disrespect you, but let me let me just tell you, you can't, you know, so sometimes you gotta break it down to them too a little bit. You gotta mm -hmm. let elders know, like I'm not a little child. I'm a grown for I'm a grown ass woman also. Right, right. Mm -hmm. But they not they don't they don't care. They will still 
yank you up. 30 sign, 40 sign, 50 something. They don't care. They will still catch your neck. Or <laughs> the belt and everything. What's uh, your most embarrassing moment? Embarrassing moment? I don't think I ever, um Embarrassing moment. Let me see. Let me see. I um. Hello. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, yeah, real quiet. Like, uh, embarrassing moment. It was like, uh, I don't know. It was all right. It was something like I was young. I was really, really young, and I'm gonna bring him back and bring us back. And I was embarrassed. And at the time, I was young, and I had just moved into the town. Um, my mom, you know, came in and, you know, I grew up on hand-me-downs and stuff. And, and around the time, you know, I, I thought I was dressing them nice and stuff. You know, I thought I was cute. But I was really putting my outfits. Like, girl, the outfits I had on, they make no sense. It's ridiculous. But I thought I was cute, you know? Mm -hmm. So being in class, you know, girls was, like, trying to embarrass me. And, you know, crack jokes on me. And I had girls picking on me, cracking jokes and stuff, whatever. And... It was really, it was, it was a very embarrassing because I thought I was so fly and so cute with some hand-me-downs that I had, you know, at the time my mother was getting hand-me-down clothes for me and it was embarrassing and it was a moment that I thought I was so cute and it was embarrassing so bullying was something that I, I had came across at a young age. Um, so that was embarrassing for me. That was a moment, you know, because I was feeling good, girl, you understand? I was excited, like, yes, 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 like. Souped up and you know I couldn't couldn't wait you know it was a cute mm -hmm. I remember it was a cute little travel poncho shirt button down and I had like some overall over it girl and I had some like some high heel boot things on whatever girl I thought I was something girl girl <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was something and jacking on girl it was ridiculous it was crazy but yeah but you know what I find funny that. I mean, because I work with children on the spectrum, so I'm in all these different types of schools in different neighborhoods, and I'm always, you know, telling the parents the best way to get your child to understand themselves is to allow them to dress themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And then I see it all the time. I see preschoolers and first graders and all that, and the way they dress, they don't match this and that. And, oh, you know, it's so cute on the little white kids, but when a black kid try to do it. Yeah. Girl, girl, please, girl, and I had Coke bottle glasses on, still on top of it. Okay, all right. So, girl, please, and I used to stay with every type of little Moesha type of braids you could think of, girl. I had them. Mm. So, yeah, crazy. What jobs have you done other than being an artist? Um, as in like other than artists or something else. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, I've been working in the medical field for over 10 years. Uh, been in the medical field, so I have been working with people with, with a mental disability, a certain population. So I worked in that population for several years as being a call manager, assistant director, um, supervisor, support leaders. Um, I did other jobs as in, you know, being dispatcher, customer service, <laughs> everything with people. Yeah. All my jobs um, required with people. Uh, yeah, but most of my jobs, have, like I said, I've been in the medical field. Currently now, I do insurance, so I work with the health, the health people, and you know, just help people with their lives every day. Mm -hmm. um, and insurance and health is very important. Uh, once again, I, I with like I said, helping people 
health is a big role um, that I come across with, you know, being Haitian, you know, our culture, mm-hmm. you know, being around the health field. Exactly. It's our culture. So I have like nine siblings, about five of my sisters, they're nurses. So, and brothers, brothers sisters. You have nine yeah. siblings? Yeah, nine siblings. Wait, wait. I thought you, I thought like two seconds ago, it was just you and your brother. Oh, my mom's side. So my dad. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, she just said it better like that. But, um, but I still, she still grew up with us as my siblings. They knew as I was a little girl, they still reached out to me. You know, came, came oh, okay. around. My dad wasn't there. But my siblings felt like my sister, my older sister, she felt as though it was a time to step in and just take me around the other family. Because mm-hmm. obviously her father wasn't doing it. So being around my siblings and they all nurses and stuff, seeing the medical field and that's being pushed on you also, and just just gravitated towards me, you know. So because I'm a caring person, so medical field has always been my my thing. Good, good. I see. I can see how it correlates with um with art. Mm-hmm. Even working in, you know, I was like working with elderly in a nursing home. I did recreation activities with them. That was another thing with the art that played with the two, with the seniors. Because, you know, I'm working with people who had dementia, Alzheimer's, to help mm. them retain back, you know, memories of things in the past, coloring books, just to help them, just to keep them active with their vision, their hand their hand um, movements and stuff. So that's another, the other side of May. <laughs> oh, other than May, the art side, yeah, problem. that's the other side of me. Sure. Yeah. So, uh... What do black culture and black community mean to you? Black culture is is something that we all come from. We all stem from one root, the black culture. And the way of course a creation that God that created us the black the black culture. And so that's what's the other question? Black culture, black community. Black community. And black community is with the black culture is by them sticking together, helping one another, working with one another. That's what we call black culture with a community, um, which some around the area lacks. But some are definitely trying, you know, doing a lot of that. And um, mm-hmm. but that's my definition of black culture and of black community. Okay. Now uh, I remember I think it was yesterday or the other day. You had sent me something about Popeyes and yes. this is something you wanted to discuss. So you guys, when you're a guest, you know, hey, feel free if you feel as though during your interview you have something you want us to discuss. I have no problems with it. Again, this podcast is for the people. It is by the people, meaning if you got questions, you guys, and you want uh, me to ask my um, guests some questions, feel free, send voice notes if you're a guest. Feel free again. May wanted to discuss Popeye's a hot mess. Yes. No, it's definitely a hot, hot mess. mess. It's definitely a hot mess. And it's like <laughs> our black culture. Back to the question that you went with, the black culture and our black community. It's it's targeting only us. We only seen ourselves on social media circling around asking chicken. A sandwich. Chicken. Mm-hmm. A sandwich. Because of this, do you understand? Like, I'm gonna say it again yeah. a chicken sandwich that people are literally going buck wild, crazy, fighting, killing, hurt, and shooting all because of a meal. And it's like, what is this that we're really doing? Like, what is this that, what is really this world doing right now? 
You understand what I'm saying? It's like the timing of everything that's happening. Like, what is really going on? Right. What is this really about? Is it really a chicken or is there really more behind it that we don't really see? I ain't had that chicken. You had it? Because I didn't eat it. Hell no. I don't want no chicken. Girl. I'm good. I'm chicken free. I'm good. I don't want it. You know, and it's certain no. things that it's just when something's too popular as the man like that, it's like it's not the same. And there's so much food. It doesn't. There's so much food that's not processed correct. There's a lot of processed food and things that got medically uh, medical engineering stuff in it, like things mm. full of high fructose. Like, why are we putting these things in our body? And they're saying that it's FDA approved. What? Anytime I buy a can of beans, just because I, I just don't feel like boiling the beans just for today. Mama went, the I'm telling you, same thing. Same here. Like, my mother, like, you better pull a natural, it's natural up in here. Like, what you doing with cans? Can I boil my lady? Like, and it's true. Everything that they go to us yeah. that they say that is good, it's really not. And it's up to us to choose to be wise. And our our community and, and, and our, our the way the community is going about chicken, I ain't never seen so much people go crazy about chicken ever in my life. I never saw this like this ever in my life. You know they saved uh twenty three point twenty five million dollars in advertisement, of course, because of black people yeah. and black Twitter and Instagram. I remember when it first came out, my daughter's mom. I want to try it. I want to try it. I want to try. I said hell no. She still didn't try. Just the other day, she was like, "I'm not eating that chicken." She's like, "Ma, you know somebody died over this chicken." Like I'm not eating that. Mm-hmm. I said, "You see, this is this is why." This is why she's like, why are people killing themselves over something less than five dollars? Exactly. I said, I, I don't exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> or chicken, or chicken. Like, what is so good in this chicken? What is so good in this chicken that got y'all going crazy? Like, I don't, I don't want the cheese. I don't want the bun. I don't want nothing. I don't want to taste the wrapper. Like, I don't want the wrapper near me. I'm good. You know, you got you have to ask yourself these questions. You really you have, have to make you sit back and watch and everybody quickly jump and go. You can't quickly jump off ship and you don't know where where we're going. Exactly. You know, I mean, they're attacking us left and right. We have so many sisters gone missing. Oh my god, this is this is crazy. Nowhere. The kidnapping you know, people people getting kidnapped out of lifts and Ubers and like mm-hmm. what? And it's like everything is like this world is really on some high alert. People thinking America is the, the place to be. And when I'm in other countries, like, oh no, America's beautiful. You gotta go like bruh. It's a lot. Like you think it's just easy one, two, three? It's a lot of shit that we go through also here. Do you know? Let them know. But um I I really would love a scientist to analyze that chicken. You know? I mean, did you, like, did you, I don't know if I had sent you the link. I said, like, there's about 45 or 40, 45, 42 different types of chemicals in the chicken sandwich. In the Popeye's chicken well, sandwich. Like, why is there chemicals in well, a chicken? And a little, it's more chemical, <laughs> little chicken. Why? Why? That that makes no sense. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that, that makes no sense. Right. And you're going out to eat it? What? To be to to feel like you know like it's just these little things that I feel like a lot of people need to really pay attention to what's going on in the world. Pay attention to things and that not, makes you go, hmm, someone. Hmm. Let them know. Let them know. But you know what? What I find funny is not only 
are we going out to, to buy this chicken standing in line for two, three hours for this dumb chicken? But we are actually sitting here going on social media, you know, posting little Snapchats, posting little this, dancing with the chicken. They look crazy here. Mm. It's it's ridiculous. And anything or anytime there's something out there, I go on Reddit. I go right on Reddit and I see what these white folks are saying about us. And I use the term loosely, but the way they was talking, we look ridiculous for this chicken as if they made this for us. How many white people y'all saw standing in line? I'm not even online to see it, but when I drive past and I see the lines, I'm like, really? All that for chicken? And even if it's even even if it's not even our people only, just everybody in the world, period, just needs to be there. Mm-hmm. All these foods and stuff is that things are being pumped up to be a certain way to look good, to taste good, to give us, you know, they're giving us things that makes us crave these, you know, have a, a, a addictions for certain types of food because things are in it that's going to make you become an addict for it and make you want exactly. it so much. Like I, I I choose to watch how I eat. I choose to clean my food. I choose to cook more than go out. Um, mm-hmm. I tend to cook more of my meals. I rather know what I'm putting into my body compared to just ordering it somewhere where you don't even know what people are doing nowadays. You don't know what people are doing nowadays. This world is crazy. You don't know what people are doing nowadays. You don't know what people are sitting there like, well, you know, I hate this bitch right here. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I'm going to go with this fucked up sandwich right here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you just don't know. People are fucking crazy. Like, this world is crazy right now. Like, shit, real. Like, fuck that. You're not catching me. I'm going to all... I, do, 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 do. I'm alert, girl. I'm a, they're not going to catch me. <laughs> I know that shit, right? Hell no. Do we not see who is in the commercial? They're purposely advertising to us. And the reason why... I want to stress this and I want to bring this up is I remember like I was born in the late 80s. I grew up in the 90s. I remember commercials, how commercials used to be. And the first time, the first time the McDonald's commercial decided it wanted to have black people on the commercial. I was not happy about it. You want to know why? Not only did it have black people, but it had hip hop music behind it. I I was in my preteens and I knew something was wrong with that. Then you had the Honey Bee uh, Cheerios commercial. They wanted to be a hip hop Honey Bee. You know what? You right. I'm telling you. <laughs> Y'all need to pay attention. I knew this when I was little. Like, this is not right. This is so wrong. He was rocking with the glasses and the gold chain. Yes. 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 And then the Reese's Pieces came out with more hip-hop stuff i mean they are trying to kill us okay it's not because we have like the big like high buying power yes they know this but they know again we're being raised by single parents we don't have time to always sit there and buy the freshest foods like yeah. we, we're always on the That's go we gotta have go to kids gotta eat. you can find Mm-hmm. Drive down the hood on the main street, you're gonna find maybe six or seven food chains just going down. Mm-hmm. And a liquor store in every corner. Every- but they don't but they don't care, right? Yeah. They don't care. Kids walking around acting 
13 joints not the one clean your window shield for a dollar. You know, and and it's crazy because it's everywhere. And people know what a burger for a dollar. Oh, sh- oh, sh- fuck that. Thank you. Like I'm making, gonna get me a burger and fries and a soda. For what three dollars? Oh, what? Exactly. Just out there, what? Just got a little change, man. You know, I'm gonna add me a little apple pie when I'm lit. I'm already set. You ever seen the documentary when it was burning McDonald's um, food up? They even burn up. Mm-hmm. They even burn. The burger didn't even catch on fire. It just leaked. The fire was just on it. It didn't even get crispy, nothing. A regular hamburger that we will burn on a grill will burn up crispy, charcoal, crunchy. The, mm-hmm. um, a Big Mac or a McDonald's one or something. I seen. I saw. I actually seen the documentary on. Um, it was someone else doing it on IG or on Facebook or somewhere, and the video circle going around, and the guy put in a no grill, and he put you know lighter fluid on them, and he mm-hmm. put them on fire, and they were just lighting. It was just. The fire was just on them. Like, girl, you would thought you just you just made a little campfire. You just pull out your marshal. We can't speak up, though. We can't speak up. Look what happened to Dr. Sebi. Oh, no. It's... Look, we can't speak up. No. Look what happened to, um... Oh, my goodness. It's it's his name. It's a lot that's going on and how everything's being played. But I think the only thing I can just tell people is just more of, like, pay attention be aware. You understand? There's a way to... to we could fight and make a, make a reason to, you know, to, to stand up. For a cause, but then it's all about is our people and is our people listening? Our people. But the thing, listening? the thing is, our people want and needs. I don't know why they feel as though they need the approval of the white man. It's just why would you want to be in those particular commercials? I'm like, if you go back, you need to see the commercials didn't even have a black person in it before. And if it had a black person, it was a mixed person with curly little like red blonde hair kind of thing. And and again, not saying that black people, it couldn't just have been a black person with nothing mixed with because we hold all of the genetic makeup in the world. That's not what I'm saying. You could tell this little baby girl, little baby boy was mixed, okay? And they did a whole 180. They didn't even systematically introduce black folks into the commercials. No, they straight up sat there, changed the jingles, put hip hop, and it's not, and it's still to this day. It's still to the girl. We we could go on and on, on and on, you guys. Let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. So on another um podcast, I was going over um why men find it difficult to approach black women and there were just so 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 many reasons but one do you think it is difficult for men to approach us what's your idea on that i mean my deal on it is more to say it's all based on how the girl is embracing for the man to come up uh, a guy will know the minute he walks up he'll sense your energy or his sense your presence if you're willing or want someone to come up to you, um, certain girls they just choose to be so rap. Now, I'm not, and I'm not gonna lie, also because I've been, I was also the same. Um, with my head up so high, like I don't need no man. Fuck that shit. I got this. I can do this shit by my damn fucking self. I'm good. Fuck that. I got mm-hmm. this. Um, but at night I'm by myself. You know, and and it's like okay, certain things I need to be around the house. It's more what I'm trying to say is. It's all how a girl wants to perceive a man to come into her life. 
if you want a man to come mm-hmm. into your life, you have to want you would have to want that. You know, so mm-hmm. for a man to step into your life, you would have to want a man to step into your life. If you quickly know that every guy that's gonna come up to you I'm automatically drilling them and being nasty and being rude, then how can a man really step up to a girl? Mm-hmm. It, it just uh, to me why I'm saying why I'm talking like it because I'm in a relationship and me talking like it because I'm in a relationship and my boyfriend he stepped up to me, you know, and at the time he stepped up to me at the time I was going through something and he stepped up to me and I could have been on some nasty like leave the fuck alone I don't care fuck this shit what the fuck you want and I didn't you know so I guess at the moment he didn't see me under distress but I was under distress I didn't choose to care so it's like mm-hmm. a guy can step up to a woman it's all about how she wants to be perceived. It's all about how she's been perceived in front of the guy. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. but some of the points were we're not fun. We're inhibited in the bedroom. We don't um, support our brothers enough. You know, like yeah. some. Those were some of the points. Some so, some girls grow up grow up home grow up with single mothers where they're bashing the mothers bashing the baby father. I grew up in that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I grew up in that also where your father wasn't shit. Man ain't shit. They ain't nothing. They ain't this. They ain't that, that, that. You grow up with stuff like that and you end up having the same energy. You end up having that same curse where man ain't shit. You know, the woman in our family, they don't have good luck. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you, those are things that you can automatically just hold on to. And if you want better and you want a man, you got to let go certain shit. Female want love and you want all that in life, you gotta let go certain things to, to embrace it. You holding on to anger or something that you were so pissed off or something was done to you, or you thinking this kind of person you're supposed to be, you got a long way to go, bro. Mm. I just uh, read an article that said 13 reasons you should be alone. And I had posted on Instagram, I said, mm, the 13 reasons you're one of those people that wanna be alone. I had 11 out of 13. I was like, mm, that makes a lot of sense. So you want to be alone. You don't want to be alone. <laughs> you know, it's all about what you want. You see what I'm saying? So it's like for guys, yeah. for guys to step up, it's all about how you, how you, how you letting him come up to you because your energy will speak. That's what I think. When I'm somewhere, I have the energy. I have my guard up. I have my way, my face a certain way just to like leave me fuck alone. Don't bother me. Leave me alone. I can just chill by myself and get me a drink. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Where you could be smiling and chilling, relaxing. You're opening for like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm open to talk. Hi. Okay. Small talks or anything. You understand? So it's if you want to be alone, then hey, choose to be alone. You want to be with someone? You want love? Talk. Hmm. You don't like small talks? I don't talks? do small talks. At- no. Why are you so mean? No. <laughs> Why are you so mean? <laughs> I'm just saying. See? Keep it around. No, it's not. No, no, no. Look. Listen, y'all. Listen to y'all. It's not, it's not that. Okay, listen. I don't like the whole girl, like what's the sign, and what you, you know, like the, that small talk. For me, I'm I I want to get deep into someone, you know. And people are just like, girl, we I just met you. Why are you trying to analyze me? Wait, that's that's just how I am. I mean, why do you care about my sign, though? About your what? I'm saying, why do you care about my sign? Like, what is that going to tell you about me? I, and don't get me wrong, I'm all into that spirituality. You know, I'm Buddhist. Okay. But um, you're only asking for my sign because once I tell you I'm a Pisces, you're going to be like, girl, you a Pisces? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> girl, we want it. Like, yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like when guys, that's all they want to know. Anyway, what is your sign? And once you say you're Pisces or Scorpio, they're ready to do whatever for you anyway. I'm like, nah, I'm chill. We can talk about something mm-hmm. else. You can nip, and then you get sign. the guy who who will listen to you nipping them, but like this ain't the time for that. So, but anyway, or you know what we would like to talk about? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's what you like, girl. You like it, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't want to be bothered, so, like, and every and you have your right to feel like that. It's because, and what I want our listeners to understand, and then after this, you know, I'll ask another question, and we'll and um. We'll wrap it up. Um, right now, the energy that I have into the universe is I'm focused on one thing, and that is obtaining property and a good foundation for my children. And, you know, my mom, i oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that, okay? Because at the end of the day, these are my children, and it's not with that particular guy. And of course, I want someone that's going to love my children. Don't get me wrong. But I want something for my children where no matter what, they will have something. Black people don't care enough about generational wealth. So right now, my focus is obtaining property or properties for my children. My children are literally under every single thing that I do. My business, and I'm coming up with another business, they're either something under. Like for this podcast, they're executive producers. So whatever little bit I get from this podcast, they're getting something. You know what I mean? From um, I'm I'm about to sell the you know the Haitian bands. So I'm starting a business where I'm gonna be selling that. They're under it as COOs. So that's for my mm-hmm. children. If I'm dating someone, we can build together and we can get another house. Right. We can do another business. Right. We can do something yep, so else. But my focus, exactly. My focus right now is my children. And I think um, men just have this want to take care of a female. And there's nothing wrong with that. You want to take care of a female, that's fine. But you have to understand the type of female you're approaching. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not that, like I said in my podcast, it's not that we don't want to be taken care of. What it is, is we want to know that if you up and leave, we are not going to crumble at all. That we got this, that we can do it on our own. And we need to keep that focus and that mentality. And yes, it may come off as though we don't have, you know, the time of day, but if you as a guy are intimidated by that focus, then I personally don't want you to come step up to me. And he, but no, okay. what you're saying is absolutely correct because if a guy comes to you, you'll know if a guy wants to take you serious or not. You know, you can ask a guy a question and he already be like, uh, 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 okay, you're not serious and keep moving by, leave me alone. And you'll have guys still respect that. And when you find that person, as, as long as you let a person know, like, this is what my goal is and this is what, what I'm planning to do. You can't understand or respect that, and you got to keep it moving. Because regardless of what I mean, your kids always will always, always come first. You know, so I commend you, and kudos to you for that. You know, God bless you on that, doing that for your kids. Where, I don't have kids. Um, as right now, I don't have kids. I would love to. Um, <laughs> I would love to. You know, don't get me wrong, I'm 
right now I'm at the stage I'm like, okay, yeah, it happens, it happens, okay, come to school, you know. Uh, but career-wise and a guy, if he comes in and there's guys, like you said, there's guys, they want to come and they want to take care of the girl. And then he does some, some crap or BS or whatever, he leaves, she crying, she 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 miserable, she don't know what to do, she got nowhere to go, she she, she worthless, she don't know nothing because she gave her all to that one person she forgot about herself. And and that's mm-hmm. a, that's another, that's thing another too. podcast yeah. right uh, there. They get real mm-hmm. lost and they forget who they are. And me, I'm in a relationship, but I also am an artist. But I'm also I work at my job. I still bust my ass, you know. And I even post on my IG like I put uh, an uh, emoji with a girl take money out the ATM. Like I'll still be getting my money with him or without him. I still make my money, you know. And that's where girls think like, so he got you. Did he get you a new Chanel bag? Did it like it's not not about that it's, it's not. not about that a lot of girls get caught up with this social media shit and thinking that it's all about getting the nice fancy things and god giving you all that no is he helping you to be better is he helping you push your business you know is he helping you evolve to the, 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 the beast boss that you need to be you understand what i'm saying like those are things that there's mm-hmm. men out there those, those guys are out there ain't many of them but they out there you know but sometimes sometimes right. it's okay to just you don't have to bring your wall all the way down, but you can bring it down just a little to see if they really about something. If not, you put that brick right back up and keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen in the cartoon? They put the brick down, they look over. If not, they should know. put the bitch back up and keep on, they keep on building. You can do that. You know, you still get a little test out. You know, just to see. In life, at times, you, you gotta. You know, it's so crazy. I was watching this movie before you had um we got on. I was watching the movie. Uh, Tyler Perry movie with uh, what's that girl? Oh my gosh, uh, Tiffany Haddish. She came out of jail. You know what movie I'm talking mm-hmm. about? She just it, came, out she had, came out of jail. She was <coughs> real funny. Her sister had a list, and the guy had to be everything on a list. No, I saw commercials of oh, it God. now. And the guy. It's not. It's not that I don't support Tyler Perry movies or his shows. Um, it's just they don't really resonate with me. So there's certain things that I've watched, but I. Again, I'm more into like psychological thrillers. I want to know why killers kill. I want. Oh, you know, okay, you you an ID channel person. You an ID channel. Okay, okay. Listen, we gotta talk about ID stuff. <laughs> you like ID channels? All right. Okay, I understand. Okay, we gotta talk about yeah, this. Yeah, you know, all the law and orders and uh, you know all of that. Like I just. All right. Yes, I. You need. I just. I love to understand behavior and that's why right now I'm a behavior therapist going into my BCBA because I just need it's just a need for me it's like an obsession why are you doing what you're doing what's causing triggers things that they grew up with things that they happen to see things that were fundamental things that they felt like they got turned Mm -hmm. on by told you I've been in the medical field in that field along with the mentals and watching people and seeing how little things that would trigger them or we'll have a book that say that this is what they don't like or this is the things that make them go crazy and nothing in that book occurs but they still will buck while I'm trying to kill you. <laughs> exactly. Okay. That's why I am so fascinated. Like you can profile someone and some of the you know, for the most part, but many serial killers so that you're profile. talking about this because we were just after watching Tiffany Haddish um movie, the ID channel, we ended up clicking something to watch on Hulu. And this girl, she started dating mm-hmm. this guy. Come to find out, the guy was trying to kill her. He was on some creepy shit. Like, I want to go on a date with you. She missed the date or didn't go. He came back trying to run her over. 
at the gas station trying to run her <laughs> over. Then when he's trying to run her over and stuff, and she, you know, she got scared. And then she had like a little beeper, and I guess he saw the beeper numbers. He started calling her and saying creepy stuff on it. He killing other girls in the background. Trying to find out, the cops caught on, started to lock herself in. Cops come pick her up. They got her looking in the book. She like thirty three personalities going around. Oh, I saw that! Yeah. I saw that! I saw that! I saw it. He had a pickup truck. Oh yeah, that was like in the late eighties or something like that. Just a little. I'm telling you, the 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 injection they killed him. Like, what the fuck? You sat here trimming mustache, looking Mexican and everything. This guy did everything. He looked like he put wigs on everything. Like he had the whole nine. Like he took time on makeup art, makeup artistry. Like let me tell you, he was looking like every picture. He looked like a different person, and he was killing all these ladies in Las Vegas and in Texas. <laughs> That's a cool right there. Oh my goodness, man! I'm telling you, like the way the way we talking, it's as if you're like a co-host, guys. This is what I want when you let guys come on. This is what you looking for co-hosts for the people. It is by the people. <laughs> I mean, with your schedule, my schedule, I don't know. If it, if it could happen, hey. we could make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Um, but was there anything else you would like our listeners to know about you and your art, as well as let our listeners know where they can find you, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? Let us know. Well, um, I also do usually... Uh... Do a thing where I call Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. Um, they're army jackets, um, and I spell it M A E D A E. So Mayday, Mayday, army jackets, and I paint on army jackets. I provide you the jacket. You tell me the colors you want. And I apply paint to it. Where I also do patching on the army jackets. I also do it with army pants. Um, I can basically I customize it, but it's more abstract. So everything's abstract style. Um, because a lot of people have told me I'm kind of like bringing back the scheme. Back in the day, so a lot of people tell me I'm kind of like bringing the scheme style back in. I don't know if you remember them back in the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, all right. It was a it was it was a brand back in the day that um shout out to them. Um, they were actually doing a scene uh, a, a style of um design of with the paint dripping onto clothing. Um, mm, so yes, yes. That, and I've been doing that for a while now. Where I have clients who reach out to me. Now they have that on some fitted. They have mm-hmm, that on some hats mm-hmm. now. So now what mm-hmm. I do, I do mine for army jackets. Um, so I do like more, my, my website is under construction right now. So I felt like it's time to revamp it, change everything. Um, currently right now I had to like, I just moved. So I had to like, you know, get my setting and everything, new studio space, everything. So all new things, new ideas, new space, which means more creativity and more more items and more products being created. Um, but my art page, uh, which is uh, my IG page, it's Maze Art. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's M-A-E-S underscore, you know, when you like, because every time I have to look at my IG just to make sure I spell it right, that's so sad, because I have two IGs. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much things going on, but it's M-A-E-S A-R-T underscore underscore. Oh, once again, it's Maze Art, and from there, you'll see, you know, I'll be posting things where I also do sipping paints, so if you have, like, private events with sipping paint, I do private events. Uh, I do events for kids as for paint and sip. Nothing but like sipping alcohol, but you know, apple juice and cranberry juice um, with kids. So I do kids events. Um, I do a lot of private events with that. Uh, looking for an instructor to teach kids in the school. Weekends, summer camps, down for that too. Um, my main page, 
All right, honey, thank you so, so much. And I hope we could do this Definitely again someday. Same here. Thank you. Thank you again so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. Bless. Thanks.